Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, it's Lainey. Hi, it's Sasha. And welcome to the Lainey Gossip Podcast for Sasha Answers. And this is our final podcast for 2017. Yes. You know, it's been, I don't know, has has it felt long? This actually, year, this, this year has felt like bullshit. This year has felt like bullshit, but this podcast hasn't felt like bullshit. I feel no. like it's breezed by, actually, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, so far, this season has breezed yeah. by. Um, well, or actually, just you half know what? a season. Yeah, I was going to say. Actually, no, fuck us. We started this season September. late. <laughs> That's why we're like, three months? <laughs> anyway, fuck this year, too. Yeah, this year needs to go away. Um... Can I just say that um, oh, I, we're coming out strong with all fucks and watch shits. This. Watch this. <laughs> I have an ear zit. That's how I'm coming, closing out 2017. With an oh, ear zit. I, honestly, and it hurts I so much. fucking hate them. But they're the best when they pop because you hear them. Like there's no like, oh, did that happen? Goes pop and then just yeah. ooze. Or it makes that like, it, it yeah, it makes it, it, you don't hear it. it almost, you oh, feel it, it, but it also stinks. Oh, does it? You never, you've never smelled your ears. Oh, you are the rankest person I know. (laughs) No, I absolutely, really, I'm not even being. I've never smelt my ears. It. You're such a fucking liar. No, I swear to you, I have never smelt my ears. It. So, would you like to tell me what an ears it smells like? Well, it smells like. Now I'm gonna have to smell it now after. But okay, yeah, yes, it can confirm. He he too has smelled an ears. It. Others, it's don't smell. What are you talking about? Okay, you've All never. Of you guys are a gross house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think just said cheese. <laughs> That's what it smells like. I don't, it's like s- something sour. Okay. Um. Anyway, I yeah, those they first of all they kill in your ear. I'm so much pain. I am actually in pain. And it's hard to get an angle of squeeze. You can't squeeze them. No, that's why you have to sort of wait for it to spontaneously pop, which yeah. I guess is when you hear it and like feel it. It's like a click. It goes. Yeah. Click. Um, and the relief is wonderful. But I also find that the ooze is, like, it feels super fucking wet in there. Yeah. it's Right? Yeah. It's like a zit orgasm. That's it's why wonderful. I can't, like, I, that's why I can't help but, like, smell it. Oh, I'm God. like, oh, my God, oh, there's so much in there. <laughs> fucking gag. No. But I also have a, do you see this zit on, on top of my lip, which I love. You know those zits that are pretty that you just want to draw, like, a little mole? Like, do you see that one? Like, it's very Cindy Crawford. Do you see it? I've never thought of a zit as pretty. Oh, when they land above around your lip, I always am like, oh, maybe I would tattoo a little dot there. Come on. Yeah. Remember we were talking about how we love freckles the other day? Yeah. So same no, deal. A I zit, want- a zit, no, because a freckle's flat. Like that's my fucking I hate about a zit is that it after you pop it especially. Like you know it whiteheads itself, then you pop it, it gets a little bit bigger because it's like yeah, swollen. Yeah, swollen. Mm-hmm. And it's that bump that you can never hide. But I fucking hate the, the zits around the mouth. They, I, they're the ones who hurt them. Like, they hurt the most when you pop them. That's true. Anyways, I'm just living with this one. 
it, I think All right. it looks Well, nice. I hope your um, ears at crown soon. <laughs> Try smelling it. Can, you know what? If it, <laughs> if it pops at work, I'm going to make you smell my ears at. Oh, I hate saying smell and ear and zit no, together. No, no. I'm having you, a really hard time with Can we be clear? I don't want to smell anyone else's ear zits. It's my okay. shit that I don't mind okay. smelling. Like, okay. that's the thing. Okay. Okay. Noted. Um, can we just quickly also talk about Beyonce? Okay. Because um, I had to do a story for her on um, – my my other day job. Yeah. And I had to do something on her Instagram post. And and then I had to also write about her and Ed Sheeran. And then I just started to realize these are all things that I'm not happy about for Beyonce. Her Instagram lately is wacky whack, whack, whack. Her fashion is not good. I feel like she's just doing very like very basic bitch Instagram posts. And now she's also working with Ed Sheeran. All of it just I'm not, it's not sitting well with me. And I feel like she really needs to pump out some music or I am thinking negative thoughts about her, which I know is sacrilege and we're not allowed to do that, but I am. Look at the, look at the, you're talking about the gold outfit? All of the outfits in the last, since she's had her babies, her twins, I just feel like her fashion has been really not good. Okay, but when has Beyonce's fashion ever been? Like, as much as I love Beyonce, I don't think that… I've ever looked to Beyonce like the way we look at Rihanna and we're like, oh, of course not. my God, ever. Yeah. I mean, Beyonce's fashion, what is hilarious about it is it's it's always, always towing the line on tacky. Like it is like House of Dar- Dar- Darion. D- Darion. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was, I mean, that is her legit DNA, like House of Darion. But I don't know, it just, it's it's now, it's skewing into really very real housewives for me. And that's not what she's been. She's been like, yeah, like a little bit tacky, but in like a kind of glamorous way. Now it just looks really trashy. And why is she working with Ed Sheeran? Do you feel any feelings about this or no? I have no, like I, I have been saying for so long, forever and ever and ever, that I am not a believer in Ed Sheeran. I neither. I, I can't with his music. He just sing, he like rap sings all the time telling stupid stories. I don't even know that he tells stupid stories. Like I, when an Ed Sheeran song comes on or if I walk in somewhere and an Ed Sheeran song is playing, I will walk out. Like there have been times <laughs> when, like, because uh-huh. they play music in the bathroom. Yes. And I will rush my pee. If it's it, Sheeran's it, Yeah. I hate his music. <laughs> yeah. It's not good. So I know she did this song, whatever. Perfect. Perfect with him, which I mean, she made like a very, very mediocre song, marginally better, I guess. Ish. Um, and then I think it's like the number one song now. It absolutely is the number one song. In she's Beyonce right now. and yeah. whatever. I, I don't know. I I I feel like Kathleen wrote about this and she chose to see it as Beyonce's holiday giving. Okay. <laughs> Right, like charity. Like, that was charity the only work. way that she could cope. Okay. And that, so my advice to you is to take Kathleen's approach. Okay. I don't know how much more I have left. She has to pump something out in 2018 or well, maybe be very it. upset. We are like only now four months away from Beyonce Coachella. Yeah. Um, which, no, we're not going to. Like, <laughs> That's not happening I can in our guarantee future. you that… Even if someone came to you to offer you Coachella, I, I I think I feel like you would say no. Why would I say no? What if it was VIP? Oh no no no! Oh, like <laughs> plebby Coachella? No, <laughs> no. Yeah. Um. But we can 
that, that's the thing about where, like, the times we live in right now is, like, we don't have to be at Coachella yep. and we'll know exactly what's going to happen and you know she's going to bring it for Coachella. So whatever dissatisfaction you have with Beyonce and that's on you because I am not sharing that. <laughs> I know, okay. <laughs> I just want to make that clear for yes. any people who are tapping in yeah. to this right now. If you want to go after anybody, you go it's after me. Sasha. Please yes. do not come after me. <laughs> Um, whatever dissatisfaction Sasha has with Beyonce at this moment, yeah. I feel like it will pass okay. very soon. Thank you. Thank you for protecting me <laughs> and my anonymity. Um, okay. Do you want to start reading some questions? Okay. Our final questions of 2017. Make them good. Wow. This person just jumps right into it. Here's my story. <laughs> um, when my fiance broke up with me out of the blue with no clear reason, I was devastated. He was my first love, my best friend, the only person I felt ever truly understood me and who I felt completely comfortable around. The months after the breakup were extremely rough. I wasn't eating or sleeping. I lost 20 pounds in two months and cried every day for almost a year. I'm happy to say that after five years and many hours talking with my therapist, I am finally over him. I no longer hold him on a pedestal as the one that got away or want to get back together or even think about calling or texting him. While I've conceded that he's a fucking loser and not worth my time, I'm still not over all the negative feelings. I still feel hurt and rejected. I'm pissed that he gets to be happy when I'm not. Worse, I feel like I will never find someone I click with, even a friend, as much as he and I did at the time. I can logically tell myself this isn't true, but I don't really believe it. I've dated a few guys since, but wasn't a great girlfriend to them because I no longer feel comfortable sharing my emotions and I have no faith that any relationship I enter will last long. I don't want to be a bitter, scorned woman the rest of my life. How do I finally shed this years-old heartbreak? Thanks, E. Okay. So that was five years ago. <laughs> Uh, she doesn't say her age, does she? No. No. Okay. And she's um, she no longer wants him, but she still feels like bitter. Right. And yeah. will she ever find anybody? Right. Um, well, not with that attitude, champ. <laughs> <laughs> where did that come from? Where did you Well, get, I mean, like it that, just – Where did that accent and just energy come from? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But that was nice. Rootin' tootin'. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I – what resonates with me, this is a, uh, what resonates with me is when she says, "I don't know if I think I'm going to find anybody else," and I think that's a fear that most single people feel. Is like you break out with someone, albeit a total fucking douche, but you're like, "Will I ever find love again?" Um, and I feel like I have quite a few friends who are over forty and um, are single, and they question that all the time. And I think what's interesting is if you do answer that question, what would happen if you didn't find love? Let's just say, right? Won't happen most likely, but what would happen if that was the case, that you just never, ever found love again with a partner? Mm-hmm. And so I think that if you start to delve deeper into that, then I think more answers will bubble up, right? Is is what would you do? Like, would you <clears throat> pour yourself more into work or would you um, like – do something that you've always dreamed of doing, like a side gig. Would you put more work into your family and spending time with friends or – do you know what I mean? Like X, Y, Z, tons of different things. You can fulfill yourself in other ways. And as cheesy as it sounds, like we're always talking about like, oh, the other half, my other half. How about if that other half can also be you too, that you are a whole instead of trying to fill this other half of you? I like where you're going. Okay. Thank you. I like where you're going because what you're saying is, okay, 
what would happen if you never find somebody else? Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? Like, you know, are you, is it over? Yeah. Is it just pack it in and like dig a grave? No. Exactly. Keep on going. So you almost have to approach it. I feel like maybe it's an approach for everyone. You almost have to approach it like you don't have a choice. So all you can control, like you can't control some like person Mm -hmm. walking into your life and saying, I'm your person. So given that you can't control that, what can you control? Exactly. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I know that this is all like, oh, this comes from a textbook. But I I honestly really think that when you look at the situation, E, from what Sasha's saying, it's like, okay, let's follow that path. What if you don't find anybody else? Let's follow it to its conclusion. Well, then… What? Exactly. I also want to go back, though, to, you know, talking about how happy she was with him and that he was her best friend and feeling close to somebody. Because I see people doing this a lot. You've already established that he's a fucking loser. Those are your words. Mm -hmm. And you've already established that you're over him and you don't want him back. But… It's curious to me why you're romanticizing still the time that you had together. Yes. And I think that if you continue to put that time that you had together, like, you know, and paint it in these gold and platinum colors, like it was the best time of your life, then then you're basically saying to yourself that you peaked when you were with him and then you're never going to give yourself another chance to have another peak. And that the the bar was set so low. Like, that might have been the best time of her life, but she's also saying he's a fucking douche. So m- maybe in this next phase of your life, I think this is what you're saying, is to kind of like up the ante on your expectations for yeah. a person. But, I mean, it speaks to looking backwards. Too like, much. always like, I was so happy. I was this. I was that. Like, maybe you missed the person you were when you were with him. Mm -hmm. And maybe that is what you need to think about. Who were you? Were you fun-loving? Were you adventurous? Were you funny? Yeah. Were you you well-read? Were you… I mean, all those things you can still be. He doesn't have to be there for you to be that way. And for you to be fulfilled in that sense. Like, my concern is that if you continue to romanticize the time that you had with him and the person you were when you were with him, then you're still in a way dependent on him. I agree. Oh, this is that was really poignant. I like that. Really? Yeah, that made a lot of sense. I, I think bring both of our bridging both <laughs> of our really well thought out um, ideas would be really I think these would be important topics to bring up to her therapist, who she says that she sees quite often. Yeah. Um, because I think there's still more to explore. Um, I don't think she is, you know, I don't, you know, I don't want to fuck up all the good work that she's done, but I think she still needs to figure out why she's still hanging her hat on that relationship still, because she is. Yeah. And I do think it's important to find, yes, fulfillment 
um, within yourself. And that, yes, that points back to what Lainey was saying about what was it about you then that was so great? Bring that back into your life now. And also realize that you don't need Mm -hmm. someone else to make you happy. And that is really, it's annoying to say and it's annoying for me to say because I'm with somebody, but I really do believe that. I really do believe that. What I believe is that you have tied up your self-worth into that relationship. Um, And it's time to sort of stop looking at that relationship like it was the best rom-com you've ever seen. Mm -hmm. There are, I mean, you know what's funny is that if I follow this rom-com analogy, a lot of the rom-coms that we loved like 20 years ago or Mm -hmm. whenever they were constantly making rom-coms, if you go back and watch them now, like (laughs) (laughs) all the problems, all the problems stop. Like not that, for example, not that I don't love Love Actually anymore, um, which is, you know, everybody's favorite holiday rom-com and it's about Christmas and it's delightful. But um, Lindy West wrote, a hilarious article on Love Actually. It's a few years ago now. And she basically picked it apart. She's like, I know you all like watching this movie and so did I, but if you really think about this movie, um, the women are treated like shit. (laughs) And and this guy's a douchebag. And I think that that is what E might want to do, start looking at and picking apart instead of romanticizing that old rom-com of her past engagement. Yeah, I agree. So good luck with that. Yeah, keep us um, posted. And uh, and yeah, I think it's, yeah, I think it's, you know it. You didn't need us to tell you, but we'll tell you. It's about you and changing your mindset. Yeah, a little more work. Um, okay, so uh, hi, Sasha. My best friend and I met in our late teens over a decade ago, and we've been, as we say, friend soulmates ever since. We're extraordinarily close, even as best friends go. In the last year, she met the person she's probably going to marry. I am so genuinely thrilled about it. I am so genuinely thrilled about it, and I love her partner, but our friendship has inevitably changed, particularly in the last few months. It was bound to happen whenever one of us found our person, I know, and all friendships change over time, but whereas she's got more in her life, I have less of her, and I miss her and the way things used to be. Not only that, but I feel particularly needy and burdensome when I try to talk to her in a way I never have before. Again, I know this is part of life, but I'm really struggling with it. Here's my question. Is there a way for me to talk to her about this that is fair and won't hopefully make her feel bad? If not, how can I deal with this in a healthier way and move on, accepting our friendship as it is now? Um, I mean, I just was talking about movies, so <laughs> you're gonna go say here's to my movie, movie recommendation: yeah. Bridesmaids. Brides, yes, good. That's a, true, right? That Kristen Wiig and Maya Rudolph. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, it makes me sad because I hate when friends friendships change too. <laughs> you know, I've struggled with that as well. When people, um, I mean, specifically for me, when people have kids and then they like vanish from your life, and it's so sad. <laughs> And they don't want to talk about the other stuff. They want to talk about mom stuff, which is fair. Um, but it's hard. Is it though? Well, yeah, because that's their new re- I know. <laughs> <laughs> I love that little bird chirp of like, really? Is it though? Um, yes and no. If it's balanced, then yes. If it's not, then no. But I do feel like, yeah, like relationships change, friendships change. And I kind of feel, I feel our writer's pain because she's like, I know all this stuff 
and I and I know it, but it still sucks. And it does still suck. But like any relationship, ebb and flow, and you kind of just have to ride it out until it comes back again. Um, but in terms of talking to her friend, I really think she should. And the reason why I say that is because I can tell by the way that our writer has written this email is that it's from like a really good place. There isn't jealousy. No. You know, typically when we get those letters, like, she's a fucking bitch. And like, or like, there's like some fucking cuts. And this isn't that. She ordered one more martini than I did. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) It doesn't sound bitter. And that's why I'm like, oh, I think you're in actually a really good place right now to talk to your friend. Because you sound like, you, you sound really grounded in how you feel. I agree. And I think that talking about this, like, if… You know, you described your friendship like closer than the closest of friendships. Yeah. So if that's the case, then you should be talking to her. Like, and it doesn't have to be negative. It can be like super sappy and sweet. Like, I miss you. Yeah. You know, I just, I'm so happy for you. I just want to say I miss you. Don't forget about me. Can we please make sure that we still do our brunches? Yeah. Yeah. It it just, it doesn't have to be dramatic. It doesn't have to be angsty. It can just be from the heart. Just want to tell you, like, I just want to let you know I miss you and like… I, I, things change and I'm, su- I love him and he's so great for you and I can't wait, but you know, I just want to say, miss you. And like, I, all, that's all you need. Yeah. But also allow yourself this time to like, you know, she's always going to be your ride or die, but it, it doesn't mean that you can't explore deeper friendships with other people too. It's not cheating on your friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we can all have friends who are there for us in different ways and at different times. times. Yeah, exactly. Um, So I, you know, as much as I said to the previous letter writer that she was romanticizing her, like, relationship with her Mm ex-fiancé, sometimes we can romanticize friendships and in romanticizing them, which is great, we can make them so exclusive that it, like, closes us off from other really beautiful friendships. Mm -hmm. So… I mean, I'm not saying you should take out an ad and be like, I'm such a good friend. <laughs> yeah, but she always friend, has other you, friends. Exactly. Yeah. Um, totally. And also, I, my only uh, warning would be to, yeah, have this conversation so that bitterness doesn't seep in. And like, be super honest with the way you feel. Like, if you want to fucking call her, call her. If you want to meet up, meet up. Like, those sort of things. Like, keep fulfilling your friendship requirements because as soon as you start backing away because you think that you're being too needy or whatever, then all that's when all the weird yeah. uh, broken telephone drama starts. So really still continue to be the same best friend that you always were with her and just be upfront, honest, and react and act the way that you always have. Because as soon as you start fucking second-guessing yourself, that's when everything gets wiggy. And it, yeah, it shouldn't. No, no. And like you, and like just with anything, like allow her this time to like be totally blissfully ignorantly in love and then she'll fucking hate him. Something will piss him off and then she'll come running back. Like (laughs) obviously not, but you know what I mean? Like she's in major bliss right now. So with that comes, um, you know, like phantoming all your friends. Like that just happens. But for sure, if you guys are as ride or die, thick as thieves, then… I, I don't foresee any problems. Do you feel good about that? I feel good. I feel good that, that we ended on 2017 on such a positive note. Yeah, we ended… Well, like Did before we? you basically um, invited the the agency on, on your ass. 
I'll just let them um, smell my fucking ears it. Okay. <laughs> that's what, that's how. Do you think Beyonce gets ears it? Of course she does. I can't see it. Well, one day. Like, I, can you close your eyes and try and picture Beyonce I can't. going up to a mirror? Like, you know how we always, like, we shove our faces right up against the mirror and, like, pop our zits? Yeah. She does And, that. like, the pus splats well, onto the mirror. she has someone to do that for her. That's true. Can you, can you even picture Beyonce, like, pus splatting a mirror? <laughs> I hate putting Beyonce on a pedestal. It makes me angry. I want her to be, like, just one of the girls. So, yes. As if. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you – what? I do. I don't like it. Like, um, this is going to get – this is going to unravel into really bad, bad That's Beyonce like, karma for me. I know, but – okay, fine. But I think – aren't we in agreement that she's not ordinary? Agreed. Okay. Let's just leave it on that. Fine. She's not ordinary. Have a great, great <laughs> and happy holiday, everybody. We will be back the first week of 2018. Yep. Um, in the meantime, please be safe. Please look after yourselves. Please look after people in need. Yes. And keep your questions coming to me at Sasha at ladygossip.com because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of holiday drama. Happy Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Bye. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 